Why, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll find a place for you to take that load off. The boys are just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And I tell you what, you came at a great time too. The boys are walking through the entire Bible from cover to cover, one story at a time. Speaking of stories, we'd love to hear yours. So why don't you tell us all about it in that box below called comments. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. And I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the door. I got to go. Those boys had better get the lead out and get going. This crowd seems restless. I'm coming, I'm coming. Order up. Last week, we went over the creation story. The creation. Yep, Genesis 1 and 2. Yeah, jumped right into some creation, evolution talk, and ended up talking about the invention of marriage. Invention, yeah, I like that. I liked how you used that word, invention. The invention. In invention. You know, it brings me back to, like, Thomas Edison. Like, you know, okay, I just discovered 10,000 ways not to make the light bulb. <laughs> God invented it and didn't have right. a problem like right away. I, I, I like how the Bible worded that, the whole marriage thing, because uh, Adam looked at Eve and it's like, you're mine. We're going to be one flesh forever. Like, that was it. Just like, a, like, like I, I picture like almost like caveman. You're mine. <laughs> you're mine. <laughs> and that, that pulls into uh, uh, chapter three of Genesis. When they introduced the serpent, and we're not going to read through it, but... Can you give story, us, like, a brief, like... Yeah, the story is the serpent comes out and uh, tempts Eve with the fruit that... The only fruit that God told them not to eat. Right. And... We'll, he, we could probably get into that in a minute, but... Go ahead. He, he, uh, he basically is like, well, he just doesn't want you to be like God. He doesn't want you to be like him because once you eat this, you will be, you know. And so she eats it and gives it to Adam, who also eats it. Um, and th there's a few things in this ver in this uh, in verse in this chapter that sticks out. It's interesting to me because it wasn't until they fell that he named his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Why is hold hold on? Why is that interesting to you? Well, it, just... it was his job to name everything before. <laughs> But he just didn't. Was he like trying to like? He named her Woman. Woman. He was like, like um, "Whoa!" I was gonna I'm say, not "Is really it more sure like yet. Whoa, Let's man. This one out. She has attitude, so you know, I, I want to give her the right name, <laughs> right? So was um, he holding off for like a hundred years before he named this woman? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I get if it's them two and God only ones talking in this garden, they wouldn't really need to know names because who else would they be talking to? Right. <laughs> right. I that's, mean, that's you got to think true. of that, you, you know. know true. That one lady that you gave me, you know, she's just becoming, oh, my goodness. 
I can hear you, Adam. <laughs> you know, I, I always get... <laughs> We're the only ones here. <laughs> I, I, I always get a little upset um, at the beginning of that chapter because it, it, it really makes fruit look bad. <laughs> it makes everybody, fruit look bad? Everybody looks at... And oh, I think he the, means fruits. fruits you know, you know, fruits, crazy But people. the problem is, is everybody... No, everybody looks at, at fruit like like uh, the apple. Why's it got to be an apple? I don't... Yeah, I never understood that either. It doesn't say it's an apple. So, some people think it was a pear because yeah. it just looks funny. Who knows? And th- it could have been you a also porcupine have to fall back thing. On I don't know. The demographic of the artist that first penned. Because <laughs> it, they, they might have like lived in the apple orchard and that's like the only fruit that they knew of. So they're like, guess what, guys? This it's an apple. Is an apple. Uh-huh. I mean, because then off of that stemmed all these, these you know, stories from mythology and everything else you got all these golden apples and everything it's all about an apple ever since then you know i like apples if if you look at the the names you see i i I love our our uh common tongue names for everything our scientific our our 20th century 19th century names for everything because what like dog bob stuff like that when 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 uh the animals were created. I doubt that Adam looked over at the dinosaurs and said, that is a Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> the better Look one. Look at that big Brachiosaur over there. Well, come on, or it could you know. be a Brontosaurus. Or <laughs> What about giraffe? I mean, seriously. Porcupine? The I scientific mean. word for chewing. Well, I can see giraffe. Because you're like, that's time. a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> What is the scientific name for giraffe? Giraffe. Giraffe. <laughs> no, what is like? The, what's the long definition of it? I don't know. I don't speak. Latin. Everything about the giraffe is long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did he really name the thing a platypus? I mean, seriously, I'd have named it it. Platypus. Want to be duck. <laughs> Want to be a lot of things. Furry duck. You're a furry duck. That's oh, what you are, platypus. How to confuse modern scientists. It. Yeah, it was funny. I, I heard like one time a, a creation who was talking about platypus, and he's like, you know, with the platypus, it just seems like God had some leftover parts and was just like, let's put it in Australia. Right. They'll never know. They'll never know. And Anyway, so in chapter three, because it does start off, it starts off like, let me let me just read the first verse. Now the serpent... It was more cunning than any other beast of, of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The interesting thing is uh, that I find about this is that it's, it's the same trick that deception like wields every time. Cause right there, he just, he just spoke the truth. Didn't he? He said the truth, but the, the the untruth there was the question mark at the end of that. Right. Did God really say that? And and I find it sorry. In in chapter two, I find it interesting that God said, Okay, listen, you can eat of every tree in the garden. Okay, so let's let's just let's just like mathematically calculate this out. There that garden probably had, I don't know, hundreds if not thousands of trees. Let's just for for numerical simplicity, let's just say a thousand trees. Huge garden, right? 1,000 trees, but God said one 
Just one. Out of 1,000, 1,000, you shouldn't eat from. Because in the day you're getting to eat of it, you will surely die. Now, you know what? I, I, just I find that interesting how even in that moment that God told them that, he was giving them a free will. Yeah. Because he didn't want another angel. He wanted somebody to Well, he didn't want freely. Robots. Yeah, he, he want wanted rocks. them to freely choose whether they wanted to do his, his way or not. Yeah. You know, and even in that perfection of those moments, you know, a perfect garden, perfect setting, he said, "Let's let's let them make their own choice." Right. I don't I don't want to have them just make it just because I say you know, I want them to love me out of their own free will, you know, and do it with love. And I, I think that's an awesome thought in that chapter, you know, after all they go through in there with the fall and everything else and how they, how they did fall. And they did, it, it did happen how God ended up saying, you know, they did surely die, you know? And it's, it's one of those things he was, he was wanting that relationship to last for eternity, but yet they chose another way, you know, what they they, thought was going to be the better way. Yeah, And it's all about, you know, the deceiving, everybody looks at the serpent. I I felt sorry for the serpent. (laughs) I mean, it was the most beautiful. You got to think, I I can't imagine. Well, you got to think at that time, I can't imagine how beautiful it was. It was supposed to be the most beautiful creature in the garden in a sense. And, um, I think I've pictured, they've got some pictures with it, legs and different things. Cause it had said, and then he I've cursed heard, yeah, it. I've heard of wings. Even well, he, he, yeah. He cursed it. So it would be on its belly for, you know, essentially. So you, can you imagine the, the fall for the serpent going from being just like Satan was Satan was beautiful, beautiful and looked up to and everything else. And then bam, he took the serpent from the same positions right. and, and he went down the same way. And I was like, the, the picturesque of the whole thing to me is just amazing how it just, you know, just flowed through like that. And it's just, you know, God knew what was going on the whole time, you know, and just watching that whole thing. I couldn't imagine being in in the process and the thought process of god adam adam where you at adam you know i'm coming down here to walk with you in the morning where, where you at where, where you know it'd be like me coming in my house looking for my four-year-old i know where she's at you know but where you at lily where, where you at you know and over here over here i'm hiding but you know <laughs> You know, right? She's hiding, but you can see her. <laughs> you know? Sally, did you got something? Man? Three children, trillion trees are actually on Earth. Three Today? trillion che- trees on Earth. Yeah, but in the garden, though, because the Garden of Eden was actually a, a garden that was planted. So, but to me, wait, I always who look, counted that. I always look. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I was, I, I was, was like five different websites too. So I was like, wow. I, I think of the trees. trees. You've got to have the same concept as Adam. Adam had all the genetics of the whole world in him. You imagine what the trees look like back then? And that, yeah, that's there, all, that's there always might been have been a, a variation a of for me. certain, you know, cause you got a lot of different kinds of furs. 
and a lot of different kinds of, you know, other trees. And so can you imagine maybe God just made this type of tree? And then he said, oh, you know, we're going to, but I don't know. In that concept, what do you think? Uh, In that concept, do you think he would have made each individual tree type? Because it did say that it would it would breed after its own kind. Same thing with animals, so on and so forth. Do you think there would have been a variation maybe in that? Like a cross-pollination effect? When it comes trees? to plants? Yeah, with plants Pla- and things. Plants are a little different uh, when it comes to their genetic makeup than, let's say, like mammals. Because mammals have a very distinct separate kind. Right. But trees can actually like... They can cross pollinate. They can they, right, and they can cross pollinate. They can actually accept genetic material from other plants. Yeah, like like I have a squash next to my pumpkin plant. That right. was that was nuts. I right. ended up with a, I don't even know what you would call it, a, a, a zunkin. A, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a zucchini pumpkin. And it's right. the craziest looking thing, you know. But it that's why cross pollinated. It's hard to this weird that. thing, you know. It's zucchini. hard to answer that because, like, it's it's they're 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 a little different when it comes. I never to thought about that. I honestly never thought of you know what what kind. I wonder what kind of trees and things were there. You know, there had they to are. have been something to the effect of what we have nowadays. Right. But there was there's a good possibility it wasn't everything we have because even nowadays we've cross pollinated and done things to create right. other things. So that's just so, a neat thought. We were talking about. about um, Talking about how uh, things are were different, how things are are viewed different now as what they would have been back then. Yeah. Um, you think of cherubs, you know, those yeah. cute little things. That, I don't know like, if they're cute. Flying around <laughs> like with uh, with little You're talking about and, the ones that we see on TV. Yeah, like oh, okay. bring the baby stuff. And, oh, okay, like, yeah. Tiny, so, I don't, don't want to. When I read one. the Bible version of the cherub, it ain't <laughs> right. no pretty looking thing. It <laughs> sounds pretty. Here in the cherub, they give them a, a flaming sword. <laughs> A flaming sword. The cherubim was um, guarding the tree. Well, cherubim back, you know, Tom. Do you have you ever looked into what a cherubim was? Okay. It describes it describes it in the Bible what they look like. They weren't a, a cute little fat baby looking angel or anything. <laughs> baby looking angel. <laughs> I mean, they were they were pretty. I think it had four wings. Don't the cherubims have four wings? And they well, have well, uh, the ones around his throne. His throne, around his yeah. throne, had four wings. They have four. That's that's where people, I think, a lot of times get messed up between the the angelic creatures in heaven. You have angels which don't have wings. Then you have cherubims which do. <laughs> so, so like you're you're talking about the angel with the flaming sword at the I'm, end, at the end the, of the after chapter. the after everything was said and done, and and. Adam and Eve fell and they were kicked out of the garden because of this. But can I, can I ask you, why were they kicked out of the garden? Because this goes back to what Mike was talking about with the free will. Why were they kicked out of the garden? Well, because they, uh, they, they knowingly did it. They had the ability to choose, but because they, they didn't choose and, and follow God, well, it's a, it's a punishment if you yet to, um, pay for whatever you do you, you know that whole wages of sin okay. you know that that you've done this now this is how you're going to die this is a separation from us now this is you can no longer be here because this is what you chose i st- I, I still love you but you just can't stay in this cool room anymore <laughs> chapter 24 and verse verse or i'm sorry chapter 2 
2, Genesis 2, chapter 24, it says, the very last verse, it says, so he, he meaning God, it was a capital H, he drove, the, drove out the man and he placed a cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword, which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. That was why they got kicked out. They got kicked out because uh, the and, tree and, of and life. this takes a little teasing on a scripture. You got you got to kind of tease this out and figure it out. Going along the same lines of free will, God did not want them to live forever in that state of sin. Imagine if Adam and Eve lived forever and Cain and Abel lived forever because all they had to do is eat from the tree. Imagine Cain being alive today, 6,000 years later. Imagine the next generation being alive today, living in that state of sin. God was, and I know, I know this sounds terrible because we look at death and it's like, oh no, death is just so terrible. Yes, it's unnatural. Death is actually unnatural. And we look at it and we're like, oh, well, God, that's, that seems kind of cruel that God would, you know, allow, basically allow death in the world. But God actually did it to help us. Because if we were to live forever, literally, literally perfecting our sin to the state where we, we would basically be all become tyrants, killing other people just, just because we, we got really good at sinning for living for 1500 years or something. I, I think of the concept of... Uh, the animal, the animal kingdom. I think of that a little bit when he said that in reference to um, how God established an order, you know, you live, you die. Um, there's an order to nature and we as humans mess it up quite a bit. We transfer one, one creature from this location and put it over here to try and help with this pandemic or whatever. And then, then we got to transfer another one to to keep that one from getting out of hand because the way God designed the order, which is amazing to me how he did that after the flood was he has a said insect in this area. I'll give ants for instance, right? There's certain ants in certain regions that only go so far. They don't go anywhere out of their area because there's like fungus that attaches to these ants outside of this area and keeps them from going anywhere farther. Like it literally kills them. It'll take them up. It'll it, it like, <laughs> it's a fungus. Okay. A fungus that attaches the ant and goes, it's a fungus among us. It, it goes, it goes and attaches to this ant and it does this like many different species, but it's individualized to each fungus is established for each species of ant or each species of bug. And it literally brainwashes this thing to go up into a tree latch onto the branch and die and it sprouts more fungus. Okay. And it does that. It keeps these, these ants and these different things in regulated areas of the world. And it's amazing how the order is in that. And it's just literally mind blowing how ordered it is and, and like how exact it is. And you think of humankind, if we were to, like you were saying, go forever like that. Wow. There would literally be no end to the destruction. To tyranny and destruction. And it would just be, you know. I mean, I, quite frankly, humanity, I mean, in my personal opinion, I mean, I can't see the future from the past type of thing and all that stuff. But if God would have allowed humanity to live forever by eating from the tree of life, because that's what it was for. It, our, our life comes from God. God is the life giver, you know. Right. 
So he gave us that tree to live forever. But if we live forever, I highly doubt we'd make it past the second, third generation. Yeah. It would have just, we would have destroyed ourselves. We gotta, just, you got to think of how you know, all these Greek mythologies and all these myths and all this other stuff came about. You know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> just I have a, mind blowing. I have a question for you. There is a pass, uh, verse in here that says that, oh, I will make the pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to your children. Had they had kids yet? Because how would they know different from one to the other? Well, up to that point, it yeah, they did not. Because it says after, once you start going into chapter four, it talks about Adam knew Eve, and this was right after the garden right after the garden, you know, experience of being kicked out of the garden. So apparently they did not. I, although I understand your question, because how could they compare the two? Well, quite frankly, it, it, they didn't need to compare the two. God was like, okay, the original plan was childbearing was going to be kind of easy, but now eh. I don't believe Adam, because you just said the word he knew Eve. I don't believe Adam and Eve ever did anything for you know any you know sexual intercourse or anything of that nature i don't think they did any of that stuff prior to the fall mainly because i don't think there was like this you know there was no no desires in those areas yet but he did tell them to be fruitful and multiply right but but even when it comes to that that was the command that god gave them which is which is a good point but at the same time you, they could have spent 100 years in that garden just going, wow, Eve, right. taste this fruit. Yeah, it was Whoa, just, you look know, at that. What is this animal? I mean, they would have been like, just It's like in two awe. kids when, you know, they're young, you know, and they're exploring the world for the first time. First time you ever see snow. The first time you ever saw, you know, you know the stars and you really saw them. You're like, Wow, you know, for years they would they could imagine just been... every single day you're seeing something gotcha. new and something exciting. So so up until this point, they you know, and and it's amazing to me how that that concept all of a sudden shifted. You know, okay, now we've got a we've got a work. What is work? <laughs> Before I was just, you know, just pruning, playing around I was the just garden. pruning some stuff and kind of cleaning things and taking care of stuff and naming things. Another and, cool thing, you know, playing video games, you have to level up to uh, make your character <laughs> better to, to endure. I love his analogies. Level. When they fell, they fashioned themselves clothes out of leaves. Yep. God knowing what the next level is for these guys. That's when he then made them skin clothing, you know, furs, and it's because he knew that it's going to be harder where they're going. Yeah, so made, made level five say, armor right, for level. No. <laughs> have fun, enjoy, you know, enjoy the elements with your 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 you know your, your fig rebox you got there. <laughs> they fig rebox didn't set them up for free failure. box. Free box. <laughs> he didn't set them up for for failure. He wanted to prepare them the best he could without still blessing them. If you... Well, it's it's awesome that you brought up the the skins because it's like you're talking about. First they first they they made they fashioned more or less they they realized they were naked. They fashioned their own, if you will, uh, 
uh, way to fix the situation. Oh, I'm naked. Hey, let, well, let's make our own clothes. God comes around and be like, uh, you ain't fixing this with your works, man. And then Jesus, or, or I'm sorry, uh, John the Baptist actually said this. He said, behold, and this is, I know we're jumping like many books ahead, but he said, behold, the lamb of God that was slain at the foundation of the world. What he was talking about, and there's a lot of theologians that believe this, that the skins that were made were actually made, fashioned from the first lamb sacrifice because there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. There is none. And so there's a lot of speculation. Well, and obviously there's no way, there's no way to like perfectly say this. I don't, I don't know this. if that's like a speculation though, because you got to think there was no sacrifice. There was no killing prior to that. Right. And so... He had to show them. He had to show them. He correct. had to show them what the sacrifice was that they had to teach to their children, you know, Cain and Abel. And that's and that's so a perfect segue. That's into that. where yeah. that's exactly. So that's where we might have to go too. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I think uh, it jumps right into that you know process of what they had to do next, you know, and. Man, there's so much in just one chapter. So and, yeah, you know, let's just, let's just amazing. keep fleshing it out a little bit. Well, I I thought it was interesting that you know you guys touched on the clothes and where they where they talked about they knew they were naked. And again, I think I fall back to that that one topic where we were just talking where he knew knew Eve in a in a different context. Right, yeah, right, right. Before they fell, they didn't even know they were naked. There was no shame. There was no Oh, why do I got to cover this up? There right. was no, no, you know, draw for Adam in that way. It's just interesting that if you think about that, it's a little different than I, I just think, don't think we can truly wrap our minds around that because well, not in we the world, have such, the world we live today. Yeah. We have such a, a completely opposite mindset to what they would have had. I mean, perfection, you know, you gotta think when we, when we eventually go to heaven, we're not going to be marrying and remarrying and having kids and stuff. It, it doesn't, you know, it's going to go back to that concept of perfection where we have no desires to do those type of things. Cause there isn't any need for it, you know, right. We're going to live for eternity. There is no need to, you know, grow the, the, population and things of that nature anymore. There is right. no, no reason for that anymore. And so I find it very, it's just an interesting thought process, you know, like they were perfect, you know, they were, they were perfect human. And the, I can't imagine that, you know, <laughs> it, with, what, what did with they that, look like <laughs> with that redemption? I think, I think that's cool that if, if you follow the, the, the flow of, of conversation here, um, God asks Adam, okay, so first God asks Adam, okay, so what happened, right? So like, okay, what, what happened? And then Adam goes, well, the woman you gave me, and then yeah. he, he asks Eve, and Eve goes, well, the serpent you created. Right. Right. And the interesting thing is, is Adam, God gives a, a, a profession, right? He says, Okay, listen, this is, you know, what happened? Okay, this is what happened. Okay, curse is the ground for your sake, yada, 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 yada. Okay, Eve, what happened? Well, the serpent. Okay, Eve, cursed is your childbearing, da, 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 da. He doesn't ask the serpent anything. God does not ask anything to the serpent. He just turns to the serpent and he says, because you have done this, you are cursed more than any other cattle and more than any other beast of the field. On your belly, you shall go and you shall eat dust the rest of your life. 
and I will bring enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head. Talking about the, the essentially Jesus Christ coming, um, and you shall bruise his heel because it's a, it's a capital H for he capital H for his. The thing is, I, it's very fascinating because God asked these questions for one purpose. Did, I mean, quite frankly, did God need to ask what happened? No, he, he, no, he didn't. Yeah, right. He knew what yeah. was happening, but we do this often as parents. We do this often as parents. We go, okay. So, so like I'll, I'll talk to my son. So, okay, Mike, what happened? You give him that opportunity. I don't need to know what happened. I knew you hit your sister over the head with a Tonka trunk, but I'm giving you that opportunity of redemption to say, okay, and fess up and say, okay, yes, I did. Because I know in our household with, with my, my two children, I, I honestly, I don't care what happened. If they tell me the truth, it's almost no punishment in this household. If they tell me the truth, confess it, apologize, we're good. But if they lie to me, uh oh, if they lie to me, it is it is like the hammer is coming down, right? No, no matter what the the timeout or the taking away of a toy I, I or don't, whatever. I don't have any of those problems. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, son. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying it's it's interesting that God he didn't need to ask those questions, but he did not right. for his sake, but for their sake to say, right. okay, why did you do this? And if you look at many, many things, like you look in Jonah, he did the same thing to Jonah. Jonah, why are you upset? God knew why he was upset. He did, He wanted Jonah to go through the process in his mind and exactly. to figure it out on his own. What were you saying, Tom? I like how I said livestock. You know, you know, automatically you think of um, just animals, all the living animals there. But um, you said cattle. Um, the NIV version here says livestock. Right. Mine is, mine is uh new King James. So it says, you said mine said cattle. I thought you said cattle. Yeah, it says cattle. So a serpent would, wouldn't, yep. by definition, be cattle with how it looks. You know, so when you, you spoke earlier about how it could have legs, I, I Googled the spiritual, uh, the, the biblical definition of cattle and it's, Anything that is uh, beasts of burden. So it'd be like that could be useful for something that could be carrying something. So you couldn't really use a snake for that <laughs> in, in our traditional sense. You know, it, it wouldn't go anywhere. Well, hey, hold on. Hold on. There were some giant boas back then. I mean, they, they have like skeletons they found of boas that were, I mean, seriously, like 40, 50 feet long. And, you know, this the size around of a cow today. So imagine that with legs. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and so it, it must some have wings. Right. You know, I, I think of the, you know, when I get, when I start thinking about this stuff, what I always reference is like the Chinese dragon. Oh. Right. Yeah. That's where I look at. The, that, I you're say, talking you about know, that skinny dragon with yeah, the, the legs and the little wings, wings at the and the yeah. legs and, and stuff. Isn't, you know, isn't and he wish later it, referenced as the dragon? Right. But it, he grants wishes and, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know, you wonder where they get this stuff. Okay. I, you know, there's again, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And so there's, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that, that comes through that other people before us have thought processed and looked at. And some, and if you think about like the, the Chinese, how far back their history goes and how much history they actually documented and, and everything else. And you think about their process 
they knew about the Bible. They knew about this stuff way back when their culture started because so you, you've got to think their culture was one of the farthest ones back. Mm -hmm. So if you think about their process on some of their older people, I'm sure that that's where that concept came from originally would have been their thought process on what's what the serpent was in the garden and that he's the one that deceived because it was a it was one of those things it could be a deceiving dragon or it could be one that you know you your yin and yang and all that other stuff that they come into and so I, again i love how you just look at one chapter of the bible and you get so much information out of it and like so many things to process and think about just amazing so for this chapter they were deceived. They broke the law. They they sinned against God. only one rule. That yeah, the only thing they had to follow. They were given their their consequences. Yeah. It wasn't even like a we'll find out. You know, wait, wait wait until your dad gets home. No, it was this is your consequences. Then they were evicted, and they put this giant warden cherubim with a. I gotta, sword. I gotta say this. You guys should really like the concept that God put in place here. I'm, you guys like, you know, Marvel and all these other things. Come on now. You, you, it says that he placed a flaming sword. It did not say that the cherubim had the flaming sword. It right. says the flaming sword turned. To me, I just picture a giant flaming sword there. Nobody holding way. it. It's just there. Well, it says it says he and he drove out man and he placed pl he placed cherubim that could be a, in the pluralistic form as well at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way. I'm sorry, I see like I see like the tower of Saruman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sorry to reference that. It was uh, like but, I haven't seen I mean, that in years. Can but. you I mean to uh, me that's I mean it it's outside the box, but you know what? God's outside the box. So, <laughs> but you're right. It, but I, I like how you went all the way to to that end where they they were evicted. But I would I would say even before a couple steps before that in the story, they were given opportunity. Yes. They were given opportunity to repent, and they chose not to. They chose to pass the buck. Oh Eve. Oh nope, the serpent. Right. So they were they were even given a way out then. But so go, go ahead. So this opens up the doorway to what comes next. Right. And so I think we'll, we'll leave this off here. We'll, and then next week, we'll talk about what happens in Chapter 4. I like it. Perfect. You want to sign us out of here, Justin, with some prayer? And sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we've had together. Uh, we pray, Lord, that uh, this is well understood. Father, and I pray that we all take something from this. And uh, you all send someone our way, Father, that we can share this type of information with, Lord. Uh, if there are any questions or anything, Father, I pray that uh, we will seek you and your wisdom. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks again for listening, everybody. This has been Tom. This has been Sully. This has been Mike. This is Justin. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now, listen. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I'm closing up. And the boys gave me this note to let you know you can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Podcast. Podcast? What are they, fishing for whales? 
Listen, folks, just look up Biblical Chili anywhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find them out there. And until, Lord willing, we'll see you again. May the Lord bless you. Goodbye. Do you think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most will probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you.